oh wow we opened the episode like yeah. that <laughs> we just did oh, oh. welcome welcome back to our grassy knoll friends lovers enemies enemies yes babies babies those in between those all of those yeah we're, yeah we're back baby we're back and better than ever Actually, wait, no, we we're can on, fake it. We're on Apple Music now, yeah. Like, yeah. That's cool, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. So. yeah. We can, we I can. learned it for us. Yeah, right on. Um, all right, am I going first? Yeah. Going first? Ah! We're jumping right into it. We're not even doing an intro. We're just jumping right into it. Okay, no, wait, I had to, to adjust. Okay, okay, okay. I need a few more sips. Okay, so, yeah, okay. We're going to have an intro. We're, um, what's our cocktail for today? Our signature some, cock. Some, our signature cock of the day is... Is lychee, soju, pineapple juice, and like a mango pineapple sparkling water. She's kind of delish. The I'm gonna call it the LP. LP. Yeah. Catchy okay. pineapple. Hmm. The LP. Uh, the LP. You know how like bands release yeah, like yeah, LPs. Yeah. LPs, yeah. Okay. So that, that's the Love LP. It. That's for the day. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Get used to it. All right. So I guess we're getting right into it. I I think so. Yeah. Do we have any anything to update the the view, the listeners on? I keep saying viewers, but the y'all viewers. aren't viewing anything. <laughs> And you guys are lucky because we look like hunchbacks when we're sitting here. Honestly, on listen, I got scoliosis. So. <laughs> I got untreated scoliosis, so you know. So you know. Oh look, yeah. it says learn how to upload a video episode right there. Oh shit! Interesting. Perhaps that might be coming soon, you guys. Perhaps we'll see. I have to really beat my face yeah. though, for that occasion. So I got to bring out one of the robes. It's mm. gonna be a whole thing. But we, we can do that. Out. We could do that. Maybe we could do that for like an anniversary episode or something. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Um, 420 is this week. 420 is this week. We're excited. Bay, 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 bay. Bay, 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 bay. Oh my God. There's still stuff in my pocket. Is it more airport stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lint. Because <laughs> it was like stiff. I'm like, what is that? Because oh, like Philly's pants are so like soft. Ooh. Right? They're just like nice Breath- and like breathable. Right? Very Wow. They almost feel like waterproof, are they? I think they are. Like water resistant, yeah. Bing. Old Navy. Old oh. oh, Navy. <laughs> Old Navy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I blame Bailey for that. Honestly. <laughs> As you should. Honestly. Um, I rewatched American Mary okay. yesterday. And how was it? Just as good. Oh, honestly. Just normal. As, just as good. The part with the milkshake. Just, just the part with the milkshake Bruh. just killed me. Like, I figure I didn't take you for a vanilla girl, so I got you a strawberry one. <laughs> What's his name? Lance. Lance. I love Lance. From Unspoken Hero of that like, whole truly. movie. Yeah, it, it made me a little bit more sad though, because like, oh, yeah. it's kind of a real bummer. It like, is a real bummer. Everybody, everybody died. And the worst part was, I think she actually finished sewing herself up. Really? Yeah, like before she like was like dead. It looked like the wound was closed. Yeah, like that's a real fucking bummer. That is a real bummer. Because that would have been a great spoiler like, alert, by the way. Yeah, but hey, that came out in 2013. Yeah, you had if you haven't seen it, it, yeah, if you haven't seen it now, you're never gonna watch it. It's on Tubi for free. Is so, it? Yeah. Yeah. Just because so I don't have any, anywhere to watch the DVD. Mm, so now yeah. I have to watch. Yeah, that. get it out if you can download like the Tubi thing on okay. your phone or on so. your TV. You should do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they have a bunch of other um, spooky movies on really? there too. They have all the human centipede movies, which is like, I love the first human centipede. The second human centipede was no. genuinely, no. genuinely scarring. Yeah, I'm like you said that, and like my brain immediately <laughs> went to like that one moment, yes. and I'm like, mm. yes, yeah, no. Mm. So, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, I want a streaming website or a streaming service to have all of the hostels. Because it's like, come on. Yeah, they're kind of spread out, mm-hmm. I think, aren't yeah. they? I think yeah. just number two is on Amazon Prime. Really? So I don't think, I think number one, you have to rent or buy it. <sighs> That's lame. Which is like I love stupid. the second one, though. It is yeah. really good. Yeah, when the that one girl gets hung upside down. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah. That's pretty morbid. I like it. And that oh guy God. gets his dick cut off. Yep. And fed to the dogs. <laughs> Feminism. Feminism. <laughs> he said, you stupid American cunt. cunt. <laughs> and she said, what did you call me? <laughs> yeah. And then that was like, like her trigger. Snip. I mean, snip. honestly, same. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been called a cunt before. Really? I got I called a stupid so. cunt one time yeah. when I was working at Starbucks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. By a customer. Oh, okay. A man. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't take his protein powder and put it in the smoothie that we were making. This like, was back when Starbucks like, still had like, smoothies. A lawsuit? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, because you put like some weird shit, some in weird your shit powder. in the blender. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck you, dude. The fuck, you're yeah. not special. You're not special. Starbucks. I remember one time when I worked at the outlets, and I, <laughs> I rang up a customer, and the weirdest part was like this guy was actually really friendly. Like mm-hmm. he was, you know, polite and like made conversation and everything. And then as I was giving him his bag and his receipt, I. Like he turned his head and he had like a like SS like <gasps> lightning bolt tattoo on his neck and I was like, oh! And it was one of the most unsettling instances I ever had at Levi's. I was like, that is fucking horrifying. Holy shit! <laughs> I would have just fucking oh, yeah. in the neck, right in the neck. Yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have grabbed the the scanner. And, like, oh yeah. Like whipped it, whipped it around his neck, and then just. <laughs> That would have been beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I love like imagining scenarios like that and just knowing they'll never happen. Yeah. yeah. It was a time. I was like, this is that's scary. A weird situation. Glad okay. Yeah, but that was the most bizarre part. Like I'm telling you, they were friendly. They were really? like not, they were polite. They made conversation and everything. And hmm. then I was just like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. That's bizarre. You're Nazi. Yeah, you're a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Cool. cool. Right on. Well. Um hear that? um Drake went missing. Dude, yeah, and he was like missing and endangered. Yeah, but I heard he was also caught huffing balloons in the car with his son. Really? Yeah. I heard that like the last spot he was seen was like near a high school, and I was like, "That's sus." Oh, uh, I don't like that. And I guess like the only way he addressed it was like he tweeted out, and he was like, "Oh, like you leave your phone in the car for one day, and like everybody thinks you're missing." Or That's I'm like, "Shut not the fuck true. up, bro!" Like now everybody knows you're being weird with yeah. like underage like girls. Come on, don't fucking lie to me. And hasn't he already been caught doing yeah. like kind of shit? Mm-hmm. That's why he moved to Mexico. Really? And, like, tried to rebrand his whole thing. Yeah, he speaks Spanish now. He did, like, a bunch of music in Spanish. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. It's it's very strange. Yeah, and he started going by Drake Campana instead of Bill, which Campana means Bill. <laughs> Bill means Campana. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Oh, I know the lore. Oh, I know the lore. <laughs> he said, hey, he's like, Drake Campana? Drake, oh, the lore? Drake the Campana. lore? <laughs> I got you. That was, tell me why that was on the New York Times crossword this really? morning. Really? <laughs> Lore? It was, yeah, it was like, um, what did it say? It was like, um, like something wisdom or like, like ancient oh, wisdom or something. And I was like, what the fuck? And I typed L uh-huh. and it was like, right? I was like, oh my really? God, it's fucking lore. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so, so great. Funny. He said, hey. I was like, I know that. I love That's that. my favorite word. Okay, so All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's time to fucking oh, wait. To do it. Oh, oh, Bill was outside. Yeah. Hi, people. His little jingle bells. Jingle, jingle. Jingle bells. Jingle Apparently, bells. they make um, tags for dogs that mm-hmm. don't jingle. I'm like, really? That is weird because I feel like the jingle <laughs> is like part of their allure. Yeah. Part of their allure. I love that. That was what I mean. Good choice. Good choice of word. It's like the allure. It's the allure. I, I love that. Okay. 
All right. Um, All right. Let's get into it. We're we're gonna we're gonna hop, skip, and jump right in. I'm so excited. Um, Mimi, what are you talking about today? So, I know you've all been waiting, Bailey specifically, very impatiently, with bated breath for another riveting paranormal tale for myself, and I'm gonna provide you that. This okay. Week. Slay. Uh, we're gonna take a little road trip down to one of my favorite spots in California, San Diego. Yee! Particularly the neighborhood of Old Town San Diego, which is actually a registered state historic park. Really? Yeah. Like that whole little neighborhood. I was like, that's kind of neat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I guess it was declared such in 1968. Okay. And uh, the region that is today Old Town has actually been the home of the Kumeyaay tribe for centuries. But the area was um, claimed by Spain in the 1540s and then settled in 1769. Gotcha. But for the purpose of today's story, we're going to jump ahead slightly to May 6th, 1856. When Mr. Thomas Whaley, originally of Manhattan, New York, began building a new home for his family in this area of San Diego, a home which he proclaimed would be, quote, when completed, will be the handsomest, most comfortable and convenient place in town or within 150 miles of here. Oh, bold statement, right? That's a very bold and specific statement. The most handsomest, the most, most handsomest comfortable and within convenient. all the land or at least 150 miles of yeah. it. <laughs> exactly how I, how I imagine him saying it in my head. Oh, God. Um, this home is not only the oldest brick structure in Southern California. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, but it is now known as America's most haunted house. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Boils and ghouls. Today, we're going to be talking about the ghosts of the Whaley House. Ooh. I've been to the Whaley House twice. The yeah. first time was really fun because we did a after dark, like, tour you a did ghost the tour. Dark one? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it dope was it, it long? was so sick it wasn't very long and then afterwards we met up with like a paranormal investigation group and we like walked old town san diego and like did like oh um, shit like more like mm-hmm. searches yeah. oh that's dope so as sick. fuck dude i've only been in the daytime but i want to go oh, back okay. for like one of the one of the nights that'd be tours. really fun it sounds cool as fuck i think it's only like eight people or something oh, that they really? allow like it's really small groups. oh wow yeah so we should totally do that it's very so expensive down. i think um, so I'm gonna try to keep the historical part a little bit short, please, because uh, I feel like I drag on sometimes. No, but, not at all. Um, I gotta give Thomas and the fam a bit of color, okay, before we please. get into the hauntings. Um, like I said earlier, Thomas Whaley was born in Manhattan, New York, on October 5th, 1823, the seventh child in a family of 10. Ooh, that's a lot of children. I know, and listen, remember, like, this is the olden days. I was gonna say, so, this is bathrooms were like you know maybe they it was one of those situations where there's one fucking bathroom for the whole apartment building oh Oh, like i didn't even think of it like that yeah i was thinking just like the whole like family but no no like like, it used to be like that in like in like new york it would be like one like everybody would have like a tub but not everybody would have like a toilet oh so there was like one for everybody what would you rather have a tub or a toilet a toilet yeah me too yeah yeah, no, I gotta poop in, in quiet and yeah. peace, you mm-hmm. know, in my own home. I gotta watch TikTok in 1856. <laughs> I gotta be able to watch TikTok I gotta read the volume. fucking almanac, all right? <laughs> and, like, if somebody's waiting for me outside, I can't get comfy. Nope. Um, so, yeah, you can imagine this was kind of a tricky living situation. Okay. Um, and as a young man, Thomas left New York, actually, in 1843 and decided to try his luck um, doing business in the mercantile industry. So, like, general mm-hmm. goods, right. um, like, literally, like, clothing, food, uh, tools, anything like that. Yeah. Um, he moved to San Francisco and the area was growing pretty fast since it was actually during the gold rush. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, like, the perfect place to go start a new business. And in 1851, Thomas arrived in San Diego for a brief period, 
which is when he found the site that would later become the Whaley House. Oh, okay. It's surprising he, like, still bought the land, though, because in 1852, a man named James Yankee Jim Robinson was accused of stealing a boat, and he was hanged on a wagon that sat on the site where the house would later be built. Holy shit. I'd be like, "Mm." Wait, it gets even weirder, because supposedly... Rumor, word on the street is rumor has it that Thomas Whaley was in attendance the day of the hanging. Oh fuck! So that's some bad juju, right? Why would you want to do that? I feel like that's a little odd. Isn't it weird how that was like a public entertainment source was people dying? You know, and it's funny you like don't watch documentaries. So there's a documentary about this on really? Paramount, and it talks about lynching postcards. Oh shit! Yeah, it's Ew, like a 30, so 40 gross. minute documentary about like how that's where the word picnic came from. <gasps> I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, like, that's what, like, they, it originated from, like, the act of, like, going to these afternoon, like, hanging events, basically. Like, people would take their whole fucking families to do that shit's bizarre. And then they oh, would write to so other family gross. and be like, hey, check out what we did this weekend. Like, <laughs> somebody died and we got to watch. Like, like, why was there no, like, remorse for, like, morality? Right? Like, where, and this was supposedly a time when I'm assuming people were, like, more religious and I stuff. I was gonna so, say. So, like, wouldn't you, like, have a little bit more decency or, like, tact? I guess it was more because, like, they had such a black and white, not that we don't have black and white people, um, like, you know, outlooks or perspectives, mm-hmm. but, like, for them, it was, like, you're either a good person or you're a bad person and bad people are going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. And bad people need to be punished. Yeah. So. Interesting. That's pretty fucking spooky. And this happened in 1852, the hanging. Um, okay. And in 1853, Thomas moved back to New York and he married Anna Eloise Delaunay mm. on August 14th of that year. Shortly after the marriage, they actually moved back to San Diego and settled into the new home, which we now call the Whaley House. Okay. On August 22nd, 1857. 1857. Yep. Um, it's a really beautiful house, honestly, really briefly. It's a two-story house. Um, it has these beautiful white pillars on the front um, that characterize it as a Greek revival style home. Um, the interiors are decorated in lush mahogany and rosewood furniture. And this part is kind of cool. The walls were finished with plaster made from ground seashells. Wow. Right? Huh. Like that's, that's different. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wish I could remember exactly what the walls look like right. when I visited a couple years ago. But now that, like, we can go visit again mm-hmm. and we have to take a look. So, like, yeah. I wonder if it gives it, like, a different, like, sheen. texture. Yeah, or something. Um, so it wasn't just the family home, though. Um, it actually hosted San Diego's first commercial theater. Okay. The county courthouse and even the general store. Wow. House had all kinds of other stuff in there, like the theater, the courthouse, and the general store, uh, which sounds kind of weird by today's standards. Yeah. But at the time, it was um, it was kind of like normalized. not as weird. It was yeah. a little more normalized because they were the house was in the center of like the developing town. Right. So it kind of made sense to have everything in like one one, one specific one place. Yeah. Um. So while living in the home, Thomas and Anna Whaley had three children: Francis, Thomas Jr., and Anna Amelia Whaley. Um, Amelia Bedelia. Anna Amelia Bedelia <laughs> Whaley. Exactly. <laughs> Um, serious. Unfortunately, though, oh, tragedy no. struck the family when their son, Thomas Jr., died of scarlet fever oh, at just 18 months old inside baby. the house. Baby. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. That's really sad. Um, a few months after Thomas's death, um, in that same year, 1858, a fire broke out in the home and destroyed the general store. Oh, shit. Yeah. No more general store. Yeah, no more general store. 
Um, naturally, the family was a little traumatized right. by these events. So Thomas Whaley Sr. decided to move the family back to San Francisco. Oh. And he left his businesses in San Diego, like, under the care of somebody else. Oh, right. He was like, we're just going to, like, kind of start fresh over here. Okay. Uh, a couple years passed. And while living in San Francisco, the couple actually had three more children. Oh, wow. George, Violet, and Corinne Lillian. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You don't really hear that yeah. very often. Um, during the summer of 1868, Thomas used his investments um, in the mercantile business to fix the home in San Diego, and the family returned on December 12, 1868. Oh, so they came back. Yeah, they were gone for like 10 years. Though. Oh, wow. So the house sat for like a long time really? before they went back. Mm-hmm. I forget that like real estate isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Because you could just leave a house and like come back to it. Yeah, nobody yeah. would be like <laughs> squatting in it or anything. Like everything was still exactly still how you left yeah. it pretty much. So yeah, a little bizarre. And things seemed to be better for the family this time around. And in 1882, um, Thomas's daughters, Violet and Anna, each married in Old Town San Diego. Cute. Violet married a man named George Bertolacci. And Anna Amelia married her first cousin, John T. Whaley. Hmm. Incest. 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 Why did I go Christina right there? Christina Aguilar. <laughs> I I, that, no, that felt a little Nickelbacky. <laughs> I guess it might as well Shakira. <laughs> God, we're so God, fucking funny. Going, like, right, right to me. Yep. Um, and the weddings of both of the daughters actually happened inside the home. Oh, cute! It's like super, super cute. And they plenty. They definitely had enough space. They had yeah. like a big backyard. Um, but misfortune would strike again. No, not another child. Uh, yeah, kinda, yeah. Okay. Uh, Violet and George's marriage fell apart when it was revealed that he was actually just marrying her because he thought he was going to be getting like a dowry and like money for marrying her because he thought her father had like a lot of money. Um, some places claimed that George disappeared in the middle of the night Aww. two weeks after the wedding. Oh shit! And other sources say that the couple actually tried to make things work for a time before they divorced. Oh, okay. so we kind of don't know, but right. the kind of like, yeah. And then one place said that like he George was actually really sorry and like he apologized to the family and he was like, no, like I do have feelings for her, but supposedly Thomas and Anna were like, no, we don't want you seeing her anymore because of like what happened. Okay, so it's a little confusing. Gotcha. Um, Violet herself wouldn't recover from this heartbreak. And on August 19th, 1885, the 22-year-old shot herself in the chest <gasps> with her father's 32 caliber gun. She left behind a note that read, quote, Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. Wow. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's very poetic. It is, yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's a passage from the poem Bridge of Sighs oh. by Thomas Hood. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, to make things even sadder, However, oh, I love <laughs> Corinne um, and his sister was actually engaged at the time of Violet's death, Aww. and her fiance broke it off because of the scandal that her sister's death caused. Fuck that guy. Or, Could you imagine? Yeah, no. Because like, but like, I. But how is that? You, that's my sister. Yeah. She killed herself, and that's on my. It's that like, rests oh, on my no, shoulders. I'm sorry, I can't marry you because there's a scandal surrounding your family. But like so somebody annoying. died. Bro. Yeah, bro. That's my sister. Like, yeah. what the fuck do you mean? You know. But then again, that's another time where they believe suicide was like wrong. Yes. morally wrong, and you were mm-hmm. going to hell. Yes, and you couldn't be saved. Um. So just in case you're wondering if men have always been trash, you're you're quite answer. Right. Yes. Answer yes. Um. Unable to cope with this these horrors, obviously Thomas built the family a new home. Uh, single-story home at 933 State Street okay. in downtown San Diego. 
and the Whaley House remained vacant for the next 20 years. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this house has been like left alone in chunks of pieces, big chunks of time. Right. Um, and sadly, on December 14, 1890, Thomas Whaley, patriarch of the family, right. died of health problems Aww. at the State Street home. Oh, okay. His daughter, Anna Amelia, died in Modesto, California on December 12, 1905. Wow. Yeah. Not Modesto. <laughs> Not Modesto, <laughs> Not right? Modesto. Well, maybe it was nice back in, the, back in those times. It must have been like, yeah. much nicer. Um, and so after this, in 1909, Francis Whaley, uh, one of the remaining children, okay. um, he moved back to San, to San Diego, and he was actually the first person to decide to restore the home and oh. brand it as like a tourist attraction. Oh, okay. Mostly at the time, it was just because it was such a historic right. like, building mm-hmm. um, and like so important to the town, but there was no word yet of the hauntings. Gotcha. Um, once the home was restored, Mrs. Whaley, Corinne, Francis, and George moved into the house in 1912. Okay. Um, sadly, Anna Whaley died uh, February 24th, 1913, mm. at 80 years old. A year later, Francis Whaley died on November 19th, 1914. Okay. His brother George followed on January 5th, 1928, leaving sister Corinne Lillian Whaley alone in the home until her death in 1953. Oh, I know. Okay, so far, just to recap, we've had six deaths. That's a lot. In one family. In, like, one, one of two properties. Right. But, like, most of Thomas's time was spent in the, the main two-story the house, main, yeah. so it would make sense that maybe That his spirit would be, there. yeah. It's antings. It's time to get into the haunts and teens of the Whaley house. I'm so excited. So. Yes. Given that six members of this family died in the house. Right. Like I said, there's probably mm-hmm. hella energy. Yes. Even even if not, like, a spirit, per se, like, energy is energy. there for fucking 100%. Sure. Um, so this part's kind of creepy. Okay. Um, it's actually said that Thomas Whaley himself reported hearing heavy thudding footsteps in the home and mm. attributed it to the ghost of Yankee Jim. <gasps> and apparently his wife agreed with him and believed that the land was cursed. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Visitors to the home have reported hearing a baby crying Ooh. or sometimes giggling, which is, I think, worse. Which is worse. Uh, worse. Like, yeah, truly. Arguably. Um, and tiny footsteps thudding around. Tiny footsteps. Which some people think are manifestations of baby Thomas. Oh, Which I'm like, oh, that's kind of sweet. That's depressing. I'm like, oh, poor little guy. I know. Um, others have seen the figure of a young woman lingering on the second floor of the home and reported feeling intense sadness when oh, in the area. I don't blame her. And um, on the second story is actually where Violet Whaley spent most of her time after her tragic divorce. Oh, really? Before she took her life. Yeah. Gotcha. And apparently, I forgot to add this part. Apparently, she um, shot herself outside of the home in the courtyard, but her dad brought her back into the house. And she died in the parlor room. Oh. I think. Yeah. Um, Thomas Whaley's specter has also been seen. Really? Dressed in a frock coat and top hat at the top of the stairs. Interesting. Very proper. Classic ghost right there. Very much. Very classic ghost. Well dressed. Uh, some people have also uh, experienced the phantom smell of cigar smoke. Okay. Which, From him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was known to smell cigars. Uh, some people also say they smell French perfume. Oh. But I'm like, I don't... But there was multiple, like, women in that family. So yeah, so, been, yeah. you know, it could be somebody. Some people think it's Anna. Oh. Okay. Not sure, because she was of French descendants. Oh, okay. She was, like, I think 100% French. Really? So, yeah, like, they think that, like, that is her, like, manifestation. Okay. Um... Thomas and Anna have actually been spotted in the parlor room of the house. 
the parlor room of the house. Which one's the parlor room? Is that like the? It's like the big like sitting the room. Intro. Okay. Yeah, it's like when I think you go inside and it's like maybe on the right hand side okay. and it's just like thinking. some couches. Right. I think it has like a little desk. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. like it's. That's what I thought. It's but like I was the like, I need room. to make sure. Yeah. It's like the living room basically. Um, there's also a number of cold spots felt throughout the home. That's the worst. Employees have reported lights turning on and off by themselves. Lamps in the music room have been known to swing back and forth. And the sound of children running up and down the stairs has mm-mm, also been heard. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not, not my ass. No. No tanks. Can you imagine, like, subjecting yourself to work there? Like, you would have to put up with so much ghostly shit. Yeah, no. And then what if something comes home with you? Yeah, no. You don't know. Nothing. You. you don't know. Um, other people have been touched or okay. had their hair pulled. And there's even a ghost dog and a ghost cat Aww. that roam the property, which That's I think kind of is adorable. really cute. But yeah. also, I'm like, wait, what if we? What if they're real dogs or real cats? Oh, and they just maybe. move really fast. That's true. And <laughs> they're like cats dark. Are slippery. Yeah, yeah. Cats like are they slippery. they move very very quickly. So I feel like it would be more likely for a cat to be like the real one rather than the dog because I feel like yeah. dogs have more of like a um, not inviting energy, but like they would. I feel like a dog is more apt to approach someone mm-hmm. rather than just run away. Yeah. Cats True. are more like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forget what their names were, but the Whaley's had a cat like, when they okay. lived there at cool. the um, And one of the most uh, chilling ghostly encounters was actually mentioned in the Spirits of the Whaley House episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Ooh, which okay. I watched a couple times, and that shit is hilarious. It's so, so funny. fucking funny. I've never I watched their stuff before. I love Ryan. Really? Oh, no, dude. Oh, my God, dude. It's hilarious. I love them so much. They're like a comfort watch for me. Yeah. yeah. No, they. I like when they do the little, like, blurbs mm-hmm. of just shit they're saying on yes. the black screen. Yeah. That, oh, my God, it killed me. Um, So I'm going to summarize that tale okay. for you now. Uh, about 30 years ago, a police officer responded to a 911 call placed by someone in the area of the Whaley house who claimed that there was a woman crying outside of the house Ooh. on the porch. Okay. When the police arrived on the property, he said that he saw a woman at the back of the house dressed in period clothes crying. And as he approached her to ask if she was all right, and he did, he approached her and he mm-hmm. said, oh, are you all right? And he claims that she turned around and smiled at him. And as he raised his flashlight to shine it on her, she disappeared. <gasps> Oh, you're <laughs> um okay. I would literally shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Like, how do you? You're like, it's like nighttime. You have the little lonely flashlight. Yeah, you're like, ma'am, are you okay? And she just smiles at you and disappears. Fuck no. Fuck no. I would shit no, myself. Baby. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, baby. Um, and then they mention another uh, story of something that happened to a man named Victor Santana. Um, and actually, I Googled him, and it, mm. I came to find out that he's actually not just a docent anymore. He's okay. now the operations manager for the property. Oh, shit. Which is, I'm like, that's so cool. Oh, that's cool. He's been working there since he was um, in high school oh, as wow. a docent, and that's how he started, and that's, that's when this encounter happened. Oh, okay. So, one night, Victor was setting the alarm code before, you know, clocking out for the night. Right. When he heard a woman's voice ask, why are you here? <gasps> Bitch, why are you here? Uh-huh. And, I mean, this scared the shit out of him enough to send him, like, into the night running, and he didn't set the alarm. So the alarm went off at the house. So when the authorities arrived and entered the property to search, a police officer exited the house and said there was a woman in a green dress sitting in the parlor. He asked, that lady works here, doesn't she? And when other officers arrived on the scene to go check, she was gone. Oh, my God. Oh my god. I know. That's so scary. And it's like, I feel like this man wouldn't have reason to, yeah, like, no. a like, police officer you, had yeah. no reason to, like, fuck with this kid. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, there's somebody sitting yeah. there, blah, blah, blah. Why, like, what, would, what would the point be? That would just be more, like, work. For yeah. Them. Yeah. 
So like, that's bizarre, horrifying. And now if you go on the Whaley House website, they actually have a section where you can submit your own photos. <gasps> really? And there are tons of photos people have submitted of are supposed you like, light anomalies, orbs, reported ghosts. Uh, I was going to say Brock and his um, ex-husband went one time and they had a picture. They were up on like the second floor, I think. Mm. And um, they were taking a picture of like the room itself, but there was a window in like the frame and they saw someone like in the window, but they were on the second floor. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, oh, I, w- I wonder if they still have it. Because if I do, then Ooh, I'll show it to you. Please. Like, you can see the mustache and everything. Like, no. it was a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that so much. I know, right? When I went, I was on the second floor, and I remember, like, seeing a curtain move, and I was really <gasps> creeped out, but then I saw that, like, the window in the hallway was open. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Was but it was really funny, because, like, once I figured it out, like, I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and there was people coming up the stairs and, like, looking at it and be like, uh-huh. oh, my God, the curtains are moving. And I was like... Enjoy, dude. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, and the house as of now um actually plays into the history as a haunted attraction. Oh, yeah. So, like you said, they offer paranormal investigations after mm. hours, and they have a little trolley tour um called the Ghosts and Gravestones Tour. Aww. And it's I think it's called like the Trolley of the Damned. Oh. Or the Trolley of the, the Doom or something. It's like a little black trolley and it takes That's you all so around cute. Old Town. It looks adorable. We should go we do, should that, do that. that. I'm so down. We also have to do the Queen Mary tour. Yes. Yeah. We have to do Queen Mary. Um, but that's all I got for you. Wow, on the Whaley House. Yeah. I love that. There, we got Yankee Jim. We got Baby Thomas. We got Big Thomas. We got, we got <laughs> Amelia Bavilia. Amelia <laughs> We got Francis. We got fucking every. I was like, yeah. The only name that stuck out to me was Amelia Bedelia, and that wasn't even technically. It was, it a- was Anna, Anna Amelia. Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but damn! Yeah, those okay. were the of the Whaley cool. House. Uh, a I pretty, a pretty dope. It was very California landmark. Um, I, yeah, I think everybody should go. I went yeah. in the daytime, um, but it was still really, yeah. really fucking it's still cool. Spooky. And I still have my pictures. Um, I have scoured them thoroughly to see yeah. if there's anything, but I, I couldn't find anything no. personally. Which is a little disappointing. And sometimes, sometimes that happens, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little weird. But yeah, it's definitely cold as fuck in there. Yeah, it is. Like, that whole fucking place is freezing. Yeah. I wonder if it's because of the walls. Maybe I was going to say, shells, maybe like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And um, cool thing, apparently, I think just like a month or two ago, they actually held court in the courthouse. Really? For the first time in like 200 years or something like that. Yeah, as like a, to recognize the significance of that, of oh, that building. Yeah, it was on the news cool. and everything. It was super cool. I yeah. I'm just going to jump right into it, Ah, if that's okay. So, in 1947, the CIA was founded. Right right? on. Its sole responsibility was uh, to watch and survey tens of thousands of Americans suspected of doing communist things. Same. General term. So, this orchestrated stalking epidemic went on for almost five years, although few were found guilty of any real crime. (laughs) Of course. But it became clear in the 1950s that the threat of communism was only going to rise, and a broader system was needed to track any individual who was suspected of such activity. Okay. The fears were only encouraged when, in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were wrongly arrested and convicted of espionage against the United States, accused of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. So, that just gave rise to everything that they were worried about. So, it's Mm -hmm. like... Oh, nothing's gonna go right from here. Is this like also the time when like um Hollywood, like they were like blacklisting mm-hmm. shit in Hollywood yes. and like you know it, like... the Red Scare. Yeah, yeah. Got, that's what it was. Yeah, the Red Scare. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, this highly publicized event gave the government a small window 
to implement a new program that would place the first CCTV surveillance cameras in high areas with a high Russian immigrant concentration. Oh, that's fucked up. Yep. So this went on for a few years or so, mm-hmm. when in 1953, Alan Doles was made the first civilian director of the Central Intellig- Intelligence Agency, mm-hmm. aka the CIA, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically made it his mission to ramp up the surveillance program, which meant you know hiding cameras in thousands of locations and ordering his staff to plant them in areas that would be highly impossible to detect. Gotcha. Okay. Doles knew that the possibilities for this camera program were essentially endless. And on April 15th, 1956, which is like weird because wasn't that yesterday or is that today? 15th yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Okay. Um, He met with President Dwight D. Eisenhower to propose a plan that would put cameras in the sky. Oh. So Doles knew that the sky was the future for his surveillance program, as you could, you know, truly track someone with a moving camera much easier than you having to like switch between cameras on the street and like ones hidden, mm-hmm. right? So Eisenhower approved the initial idea and was like, okay, come back when you figure out how to make this possible. Okay. So Doles left the Oval Office and immediately flew to an undisclosed location. Oh meeting with various members of his quote inner circle Mm. to plan uh you know in more intricate detail so it's believed that the initial plan for killing all the birds and replacing (laughs) them with flying cameras (laughs) oh my god sorry okay continue (laughs) i love this one oh my god (laughs) um so yeah they wanted to kill all the birds and replace them with flying cameras um, this idea was thought up in one weekend of May 1956. Apparently, Doles and his team hated birds with a passion <laughs> and were heard on many occasions calling them, quote, flying slugs or the scum of the skies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I feel like they have something personal against birds. Exactly. Maybe a bird, like, shit on them once and they're, like, really salty about it. <laughs> In a stolen transcript from an ex-CIA deputy, she says, quote, yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed that the birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows (laughs) that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. That's a really hardcore vendetta. It's like, babe, just get a fucking tarp and put it on your car. Or just, like, bring, like, bird poop is not that big of a deal on a car. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I've never seen enough bird poop on a car where it would be like oh, oh my have. god this is a problem i have and it but was, it's like where it occurs it was all like, the yeah, time yeah yeah it was like a singular incident yeah, yeah. you see that few and far between yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay Sorry. so in this meeting that they had they sought to kill two birds with one stone essentially <laughs> and remove all birds from the united states that's such a good one um, they wanted to replace these birds with billions of sophisticated robot lookalikes capable of mimicking real birds in every way. Okay. Um, Doles and his team wanted to create the greatest surveillance system ever imagined with the capability of tracking someone on foot, in a vehicle, or even in their personal home, which is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> spooky. Like, do you think about that? Like, when I we're talking about something and an ad pops up, and oh, I'm yeah. just like... Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I, I love like showing that to people that are like convinced that there was chips in the vaccine. Mm. I'm like, babes, they don't need to do that. Yeah, they literally already got you. <laughs> they got you know. on candy camera yeah, now. Yeah, you on candy camera, yep. girl. Exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. So you may be wondering to yourself, how were the birds actually killed, right? Yeah. Um, good question. So they had water tanks in bombers, okay. which were filled with a specially formulated bird poison, right? That once consumed would give the bird a virus that could be passed on to other birds. <gasps> Something like the bird flu, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet and would completely dissolve before it hit the ground. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Which meant that only the birds would be affected by its terror. And that, I was going to ask, how did they make sure humans weren't affected? Gotcha. And once a single drop of the poison struck the bird's feathers, the virus would take hold through the fibers and make its way into the bloodstream. <laughs> the virus would then affect the bone structure in such a way that total decomposition of the birds would take place within 24 hours. What? Oh, like, no. It's like cartoonish. Mm-hmm. They just dissolve. Yep. <gasps> Yep. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> so on June 2nd, 1959, Operation Water the Country was born. Good one. This was to be the secret code name given to the program from 1959 to 1976, when it was renamed Operation Very Large Bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the individual in charge of naming the program didn't want to get any into any copyright trouble with the popular PBS show Sesame Street by naming it Big Bird. So they, <laughs> they just named it Very Large Bird. <laughs> like, oh, not even, so not even wasting a single brain cell. Well, yeah, one. they're like, what? what is like a synonym for big? <laughs> a very large. Very large. Very large. So within the next six years... 15% of the bird population was wiped out. Oh my god. During these first few years, bird prototypes were released by the 100 million. 100 million? The term drone was not used at this time. Instead, they were referred to as robot birds. I mean, again, wasting no... Yeah, they're getting right to the point. Yeah. They're not beating around the bush. I mean, hey. They're like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what it does. <laughs> this is what it is. This is what it does. Get used bada to bing, it. bada boom. Get used to it. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Oh, on October 25th, 1963, mm-hmm. that that uh, year should pop out to you because mm-hmm. President Kennedy yes. was shown a prototype of the Turkey X500, a robot that specialized in killing larger birds like eagles and falcons. Not the Turkey X500. Not the Turkey. <laughs> Can that be the name of that bus? The Turkey X five hundred. It sounds like a car. No, like literally, because the robot displayed its surveillance skills as well as its ability to find and track escaped criminals. What the fuck? This is one of the things that drove Eisenhower to approve of the project initially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kennedy was, you know, extremely impressed with what he has had been shown, um, but continued to demand the immediate shutdown of the operation. Oh. He was not. He was pro he bird. Was, yeah, he was pro bird. Gotcha. And less than a month later, he was dead. No. <laughs> now I'm not, bird saying, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying a bird shot him. I'm not saying a bird shot him. But I am. Bird shot him. <laughs> um, JFK was 100% murdered by the CIA. Everybody yes, knows that. Everybody knows that. But not because of you know the birds. <laughs> any other reason there might be but because of the birds he was against the mass murder of every flying creature in the sky and um he was the only 
uh, president to stand against the murder of the birds from Lyndon Johnson to Donald Trump. Every president since that we've had has turned a blind eye to the atrocities that began in 1959. After Kennedy was killed, the CIA started rigging elections. They would only allow candidates who were anti-bird and pro-citizen surveillance to win the presidency. Anti-bird. Anti-bird. <laughs> I love these. I love these words. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> the next year, on July second, nineteen sixty-four, there was a secret meeting held in the Jefferson Building, you know, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the attendees are unknown. As the only evidence of this uh, report is a six-minute recording that was uncovered in the basement of an isolated storage warehouse by one of the members of Birds Aren't Real movement. (laughs) Now, in this meeting, it is believed that members of the CIA and Operation Water the Country um, discussed the need for a heavy amount of... Boite? Boxite? 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 I'm like, does the X get pronounced? B-A-U-X-I-T-E. My brain says Bowsite. Bowsite? Bowsite, yeah. Let's Google it. You guys are getting the live... Live live research happening. Live research. Just for you guys. We never did nothing nice for you. B-A-U-X-I-T-E. I know, right? Pronunciation. There we go. Pronounce it to me, Google. Boxite, yeah. Boxite, oh. Boxite. Yep. Yeah, cool. cool. Look at us. Love it. Educated. So that's a, a amorphous clay rock that is the chief commercial ore of aluminum. Oh, okay. Okay. So the bauxite was essential to the process of robot, robot construction, as aluminum would roughly make up um, every facet of the frame and internal structure. Mm-hmm. Um, in the audio recording from the meeting, you can clearly hear one of the attendees say, quote, we need a quick solution to this problem. The production team needs this material right now. Real birds have been disappearing for almost two years now, and if we don't start replacing them in mass quantities, people will notice. We need a solution in 30 days. Holy shit. But this is where the recording stops. Okay. And after a month after this meeting, okay. a North Vietnamese torpedo boat was accused of attacking a U.S. destroyer in the Gulf of Tonkin. It is widely believed that this is the incident that was faked. And I concur. Because this incident was the excuse that the United States used to place a huge number of troops in Vietnam and engage with the North Vietnamese on a much more escalated platform. So. Bitch. A lot of people are probably like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. The, I'm, I'm said what me. The fuck? It's me, I'm people. <laughs> so the question here is, why would the U.S. want to fake such an incident? Mm-hmm. What would they have to gain from invading Vietnam? Surely nobody still believes the to stop communism line. <laughs> exactly. That was so, you know, fervently Come spread. On, guys. It's 2023. Now, here's the thing. The nation of Vietnam contains the third largest reserve of bauxite on the entire planet. Like I said earlier, this ore was the primary component of aluminum, which would be used to create the robots. The U.S. used the already brewing conflict in Vietnam to their advantage, and from 1964 to 1975, the U.S. attempted to invade and extract as much from this ore as possible, because without it, you know, there would be no robot birds. So, these, um, oh wait, oops. Actually, oh god, I, I lost myself. 
Okay, so the process looked like this. Mm -hmm. The U.S. soldiers were told in um, to advance into the area of North Vietnam where they could fight communism the best. Of course. Um, but what they were actually doing was capturing areas that had enormous quantities of bauxite. Mm -hmm. And once flanking defenses were set up, dozens of excavators were deployed to dig into the deposit and dump the bauxite into dump trucks that would then travel a distance of up to 26 hours through enemy territory to Cam Camron Base a U.S. military port located in the Khan Hoa province of South Vietnam. I'm totally butchering those. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, the bauxite ore was then loaded onto a cargo ship that would deliver the ore to an unidentified port on the east coast of the United States. Holy so, shit. <laughs> these facilities are believed to be located within many of the government fallout shelters and ammunition bunkers, um, which is one of the more modern factories located underneath... The Denver International Airport. <gasps> An ammunitions <laughs> yes. thing? Oh, yeah. what the fuck? You see, the government escalated the fears of a nuclear war during this time period, like the 1960s to the 1980s, as an excuse to build massive underground warehouses under the disguise of being bomb shelters. Because that was a huge thing during the yeah. Soviet, uh, or like the Cold, the Cold War. war. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Um, these facilities were so massive that hundreds of workers could fit inside and construct up to 5,000 robot birds per day. There are believed to be 22 of these underground manufacturing plants. And during the peak of the construction process, sometimes around like 1980, mm. upwards of 100,000 robots were being constructed each day. Every across day? all 22 bunkers. So just like in... Holy yeah. shit. I wonder what that averages out to. Like in... Like per per factory? 100,000 you said? 100,000, yeah. Upwards of 100,000. Let's just say 100,000. By 22? Yeah. 4,000 birds Damn. per... Per well, that's factory. what they say. There's uh, construct up to 5,000 robot birds per day. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So, however, each of these fake fallout shelters slash, you know, robot bird construction facilities would construct a different type of bird oh. specific to that region. Ah. For example, in Colorado, there is a bunker near Colorado Springs that specifically builds hummingbirds as they used to be the primary backyard bird in the state. And fun fact... Hummingbirds are the ideal candidate for surveillance in a tight space because they are small yet versatile. And they move really fast. Yep. <gasps> Bitch. Okay, so I just gave you a lot of information, yes. obviously. And it was all fake. <laughs> I gotta go. Actually. Don't leave. I, I have this. Don't I gotta feed the cat. You were so excited, I couldn't wait to see your face. Oh. You, it was all fake. <laughs> Convincing, though, right? I'm so upset. <laughs> I was so there. So, here's the thing. <laughs> you fucking got me. <laughs> Shit. So, what birds aren't real truly is, mm -hmm. they say, is a parody social movement with a purpose. <laughs> In a post-truth world dominated by online conspiracy theories, young people have coalesced around the effort to thumb their nose at, fight, and poke fun at misinformation. Gotcha. It's basically Gen Z's attempt to upend the rabbit hole with absurdism. You know? And at the center of this movement is Peter Mikendo, 23. What? They <laughs> describe him as a floppy-haired college dropout in Memphis, who actually created Birds Aren't Real on a whim. That's yeah. pretty cool, though. 
So this is this is going to be a lot of quotes, but they're really good quotes. Okay? okay. So he said, dealing in the world of misinformation for the past few years, we've been really conscious to walk the line that we walk. Um, the idea is meant to be so preposterous, but we make sure nothing we're saying is too realistic. Most birds aren't real members, many of whom are part of the on-the-ground activism network called the Bird Brigade. The Bird Brigade! <laughs> I want to join. Grew up, they grew up in a world overrun with misinformation. I mean, hello, QAnon. The QAnon, yeah. yeah, exactly, Facebook. Um, so, for the members of Gen Z, the movement has become a way to collectively grapple with those experiences. Um, by cosplaying conspiracy theorists, they have found community and kinship. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, honestly. Right? <laughs> so what had happened was, in 2017, uh, Mr. McIndoe traveled to Memphis to visit friends. Mm -hmm. And this was right around the time Donald Trump had been sworn in as president. Oh, God, yeah. And there was a woman's march downtown, right? Mm -hmm. And he had seen pro-Trump counter-protesters were also there. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, fuck this. Like, I he literally ripped a poster off the wall, flipped it over, and wrote, birds aren't real. He says, it was a spontaneous joke, but it was a reflection of the absurdity everyone was feeling. Mm, gotcha. And yeah. he went fucking viral. <laughs> and he, he literally decided so to lean into the birds aren't real. He, he like embodied a character and uh -huh. created this entire fictional world that was reported on as fact yeah. by local media. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this on the yeah. news. So, oh my god. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. What a creative guy, right? And like, what a what a kick ass way to get people involved in like in you like know, actual activism and like activism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's really fucking yeah. cool. So, <laughs> I love him. Birds aren't real, guys. Birds aren't real. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! So good. <laughs> Ouch! Bro. Whoa! 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 Yay! <laughs> All right, guys. So, what did we learn today? We um, learned that. Uh, Old Town Diego is haunted as fuck. Exactly, extremely haunted. It's haunted as fuck, and, and fucking birds aren't real. Birds bro. aren't real, bread. I bread. love bro. bro and babe. Bread. B R E B. Mm -hmm. E. Bread. 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 Yeah. yeah. I, I like I that. It. That's fucking. That's cool. I'm. Today was a good episode. This was. This felt like a really good, yeah. a really good comeback good. episode for good us comeback episode after. For sure. After a minute off. A little hiatus. Uh, yeah, a little, yeah. little mini hiatus. Uh, we're back now, though. Yeah, we're, we're back. We're ready to kill ready it. Ever. The fucking sun is shining, finally, Thank God. guys. Like, Hopefully I don't have a fucking sweaty attack again. <laughs> I can't promise anything, though. <laughs> okay, Christine. <laughs> God, I'm so sweaty right now. I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> Fuck. Alright guys, All right, well guys. that's our episode. Don't Make sure to, to like and subscribe. Like, subscribe on Face or Facebook, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Um our Instagram is on a grassy knoll. Our Twitter. OAGK Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, it's OAGK Redux R-E-D-U-X at gmail.com with your questions, comments, concerns. Um you know, if you've seen a bird that looks suspicious to you, send send that in. Okay. I'd like to include oh, it in the <laughs> I'd like to put that in the in the little collage yes. of the episode. Yes. <laughs> that'd be that'd be cool. Okay, cool. And yeah, don't forget we have this is gonna be our eighth episode, I believe. Eighth or ninth, because remember ninth. we're yeah, ninth, ninth with the with the bonus yeah. mini. So we're nine episodes in. Slide. Make sure you guys get caught up. Um this one's only like what, like an hour long or yeah, something? Yeah, I think probably. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Toss some laundry in. Yep, fifty minutes. Put your put your headphones in. Smoke a joint. Yes, catch, my catch on up. Catch on up with us. Catch on up. You know, 
Um, All right, guys. Yeah. Love Love you. you. Mean it.